Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're watching Glasgow Celtic putting on the style. It's VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion, and Andy Robinson. This week, E3 is dead. And we killed it. But first, how are we doing, folks? Andy, I hear you've just come from the theatre. You've just come from the West End this morning. Uh, the, the children's nativity play, yes. yes. It was uh, It was riveting. Mm. Really good. Good stuff. No spoilers, but um, was it true to the original or was that a new adaptation of an old classic? No, it's it's a classic. Jesus wins. Mm. You know, I, yeah. I, I thought in modern day they might change it up, make it a bit woke, you know, Chris? One of these mm. nativity plays that, that we're all about. Um, yeah, I, I was at, I was at a nativity last week, the week before. Uh, the daughter got one line, which is mm. more lines than I ever got in mine. So she was she was quite happy with that. I believe the line was one day something uh, magical happened to Mary. As, as, it kicks off Act Two, basically, it's an important line. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I don't understand how people remember what they did in their nativity play. I have absolutely zero memories of like anything in primary school apart from vaguely remembering playing pokemon ruby for a bit in like primary seven or something i don't know pokemon ruby jesus that certainly wasn't certainly wasn't jesus you know (laughs) he doesn't really have that big a he doesn't he's not really a speaking role in the nativity itself um unfortunately uh this week we've got a bit of news it's the last normal week before the christmas fun um we'll have a very special episode of this podcast next week that i'm looking forward to greatly because we will all be off our face on White Lightning. But uh, other than that, um, let's get in to the news. Story number one, E3 is officially dead. Organizer confirms the Entertainment Software Association has said, quote, after more than two decades of hosting an event that has served as a central showcase for the US and global video game industry, uh, we have decided to end the show, said Stanley Pierre-Louis, um, we know the entire industry, players and creators alike, have a, have a lot of passion for E3. We share that passion. We know it's difficult to say goodbye to such a beloved event, but it's the right thing to do, given the new opportunities our industry has to reach fans and partners. Um, E3 is as old as me. It was created in 1995, um, and it was very much the WrestleMania of video games. Andy, this is this is sad news for me. How did it hit your ear? Yeah, I mean it's 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 sad news, but it's um it's and it's unavoidable, I, I think, um, but also really predictable. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's the ESA who ran it were kind of unable or unwilling to evolve the concepts, you know, to 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 maintain relevance um, in the modern world. Um, and you know the inevitable has happened. It's it's not a shock really. It's it's been a slow death. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. You know, a lot of the an- analysis that you see now, you know, comparing like, oh, this kind of show doesn't work today. They're really talking about an E3 that hasn't existed for years anyway. Um, you know, by the last E3, or what what is now the last E3 in 2019, 
Um, the the West Hall. So there's two main uh, halls at E3: South Hall and the West Hall. And there's there's one that's got like all of the platform holders in, and then there's one that's got everyone else really. And the West Hall, which used to be Microsoft, PlayStation, Nintendo, was just Nintendo um, by mm. 2019. I remember walking in there, and uh, you could see the the bare wall of like one side and it was so <laughs> it was so jarring because i didn't know what that wall looks like it's like they, if, if someone like blew up a building or mm. chopped down like a load of trees because there was no playstation or xbox booth there um i mean sony didn't exhibit it at all uh, microsoft had moved to an external venue um mm. for, for i don't think it was a, i might be wrong but i don't think it's the first show they did that either and Activision and EA were long gone, you know, big publishers like those guys. Um, and then obviously you had the awkward compromise of um, of them trying to let consumers in uh, from 2017, I think it was, into a venue that's clearly not equipped to handle that scale of people and, you know, segregate business from consumers. And then so that mm. made it worse for everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, I think the really the LA Convention Center was a big blocker. Um, you know, the, the gist of it is, I, I, this feels quite unnecessary for me because I do think that, and if you go back and you, you, you kind of scroll through, um, you, you know, some of my comments from earlier this year, I really thought E3 was happening this year. I thought Repop would have, who were arranging this year's one, would have a good go of it. Um, and I thought it would be positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, it feels really unnecessary that it's just all been cocked up. Um, you know, it, it, the... It's just the ESA has kind of got the turning circle of a tank, you know, like they just <laughs> couldn't. And the ESA is made up, it should be said, of all the publishers. So you've just kind of got like a too many cook scenario. Nobody wants to pay millions and millions and millions for booths anymore, you know, in a venue where you can't even bring your own food. Uh, you have to buy yeah. it from the LACC and you can't even bring all your um, stuff in. Like I mean, I um we had a, I exhibited at GDC one year with Team Seventeen when we were doing ukulele, and um me and the PR rolled up with a van and some TVs and we we started to get a TV out and it, we almost got like shot on the spot, you know, by the unions. <laughs> like it was like the intro to like a Batman Arkham game, like the bat, <laughs> like where we had to go like we were told to go down like a back route entrance and it was like you know lots of like um. Uh, like environmental storytelling, like guys like you know cracking their knuckles and stuff on the side. <laughs> we, had, I think, we had to pay thousands and thousands and thousands for them to carry our TVs about twenty yards um, yeah. into the uh, convention because that's how it works, right? It's all yeah. run, run by the unions, um, and pe- you know companies don't want that anymore, right? At the same time, so anyway, I, I, I love digressing. Um, I think a lot's been made of this. I mean, I love E3. E3 was like, I went to E3 on my 18th birthday. Um, You know, a lot of us have got romantic feelings about E3 uh, and, you know, gaming Christmas and bringing everyone together and how exciting it it was. Um, But I think it's just, it's still there. It's just changed, right? Um, I mean, I think we need a a flagship in-person industry event because it's good for business and it's good for consumers as well. Um, you know, that access, that in-person access um, is important because the the alternative is the direct to consumer stuff, right? I mean, a lot of like 
um, you know, social media heads like to talk about how, oh, that's wonderful. They just come straight to us. No, they're not coming straight to you. They're just like feeding you marketing. Like the stuff like cyberpunk, um, the cyberpunk launch happens when you don't have to have bring journalists in to show them stuff like stuff like battlefield stuff like halo infinite those launches happen when you are it's like it's not abnormal you don't look odd for not showing anyone anything i mean even Mm. starfield right which has been a success but probably arguably for a lot of people not what quite what we we expected no one saw that game at at all pre-release you know because that's the world we live in now in a in a world where you don't have to exhibit at e3 etc you can it's much easier for uh companies to hide behind their marketing like when you when you're not in a you don't have a room of people um live reacting to your announcements it's so much easier to just like get away with your bullshit right like you know like uh if you put an underwhelming trailer out or a a, a you know a, a price point that's not really consumer friendly everyone in the room is going oh you're going to get that reaction right they're going to yeah. feel it not on a not on a like a playstation uh whatever the hell their thing's called playstation their, their digital showcase yeah, yeah. um you also anyway, completely like- lose the the accountability of like the the don matrick we have a console for you it's the xbox 360 that kind of stuff never happens nowadays because one they don't let the executives out the pen unless they're very well media trained like phil um, but also, it's 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 a, it's a hyper polished kind of sterile um, like playlist of trailers. Um, Chris, as someone like me who we didn't we obviously I didn't go to one because I wasn't in in the game when it was going, and you were uh, covering it from home. Um, mm. Do you think it's a loss, or do you think the way it's been replaced is um, it it does the job? I think it's a loss purely in, from a traditional point of view. Like it's always, it was always the thing that you, everyone got excited for. Um, obviously, things have replaced it now. You've got summer game fests. Technically, you've got the game awards because, let's face it, we all basically treat that now as like a, a small mini E three. Um, you've got the game uh, Gamescom opening night live now. This gets some, gets some announcements. So you get like you don't have one big thing where everyone descends from that one week. It's kind of spread out over the year now. Um, so it's a shame that it's not there anymore. But it's not like big enough announcements don't happen anymore they're just happening like 10 different places which just makes it harder to keep track of I mean, um, is, that's what i was getting getting at right yeah. is that you know a lot's been made of like oh e3's gone blah blah, blah. but it's not really like no. if you look at what e3 became by the end um and sony's like you know gave up bothering to talk to their consumers a long time ago Nintendo and Xbox were still there, but they were some, you know, Nintendo would stop doing their press conference 10 years, more than 10 years ago. Um, you know, whether it's Summer Game Fest or something else, this year, you know, a, all, a lot of the big publishers still announced their games and did showcases in June. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, Summer Game Fest, the in person one, was kind of what I expected E3 to be like when it came back in a post pandemic, um, you know, kind of environment. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the big publishers, um, you know, kind of held their own events around LA, you know, as well as in uh, kind of Jeff's venue. Um, I mean, it was it was smaller scale, um, but that made it you know more comfortable to cover. Um, yeah. You know, and there's there's practicalities as well. Like there are fewer big games around, uh, or there certainly were, you know, this summer, last summer, etc. And um, you know, that's without even talking about the practicality of like pre-release demos, because certain companies understandably just don't do them anymore after the pandemic yeah. because what's the point um 
you, you know, so uh, uh, to, to people at home, the vast majority of the audience, it doesn't matter that it's it's not in the same building. The big the big showcase, the big showcase, uh, the June summer blowout, uh, you know, still happened this year at a mm. scale that you know you realistically would expect it to, and I imagine it will happen again next year. Yeah, and in terms of in terms of the showroom floor experience, where like when when they open up to the public, you you get now people thinking, oh, oh well, we'll not get to experience that sort of thing anymore. But like there are there are already um, some kind of uh, digital storefronts that are that are kind of doing the experience I wanted them to do. I, I can remember back on the CVG podcast days, like saying, um, I hope that E three would go digital at some point and do a, a service where people could get access to all the demos from home instead of having to go there and play them, line up to play them while some sort of um, assistant who's been paid, who's been showed the game that morning and is trying to talk you through it and it's really frustrating. Um, like Xbox has got its Winter Game Fest on just now where you can download like 30 demos and granted it's like indie games but it's still, it, it gives a, a taste of that kind of walking over to a booth and going, oh what is this? A game that I've never heard of and trying it and kind of experiencing it. Steam gets its demo fests all the time, there's like 12 million demos. Um, the, the, the there are still ways to sample games um, to g- give a kind of taste of the, the flavour actually being at E3. Um, you're not like barraged with like with sound from all levels, but that's maybe a good thing for some people. Um, so yeah, it's a shame that for, for a traditional point of view that it's gone, but it's not all, all the th- things that came with it um, are still there, just in a kind of scattered form. Yeah. Um, Andy, I wanted to ask, you were in the room where it happens, or the Game Awards. What was the... What, from your sense, what was the makeup of fans to industry people, and what were the reactions like to the big surprises, your blades, are and they, stuff are they, like are that? They, the game, are the game awards. Yeah, the game awards. Yeah. So, for anyone listening, I I came back from the game awards earlier this week. Um, most of the people in the room that I can sense, I mean, I guess maybe it's fifty fifty, but I definitely didn't feel like a overly consumer uh, event. Um, I mean, I was sat at the front with the the devs and stuff and the media, yeah. so it's difficult to say. But I've got to say that there was definitely like a much bigger energy in the room. Like it felt like as close to being back at an E3 conference as we've been um, since the pandemic. Like there, it was definitely like a buzz to someone. Like when um, Kratos, like he's he he came on screen, like the ah, like you know the room kind of went off. You know, not quite at the scale of the old Sony Xbox conferences where they used to literally just let a ton of their fans in. Um, but I don't know. There was also a vibe like you. There was the vibe in the room was like they they were annoyed when some categories didn't you know kind of get the time on stage and and things like that. Like you could feel that where I was sat at least in the the um, the industry bit. But again, like it's the same as E3. I think a lot of I've seen. I mean, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon this week to have the same take, right? Yeah. And I think they're really missing the 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 point of what this event is. It's a hugely successful consumer focused uh, event, right? It's for the people at home. It's for the mainstream, and it's very difficult to juggle and put together that sort of thing and please everyone. Um, to to I mean, as a, no one can no one can like um. Uh, can deny that it's incredibly successful as a as a consumer vehicle, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure more than a, they had more than a hundred million streams or something last year. Mm. Um, like, you know, it, the 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 
stat that's always chucked around by the marketing guys is that he's watched by more people than the Oscars. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, you need to go with that in mind. It's not the Dice Awards. It's not the GDC Awards. It's And if you look at it in that mould, it, it actually, it's it's kind of cool that it, it, it kind of... Um, you know, they have these uh, like Hello Games and people like that on stage and that they're mentioning these games that man on the street and man in Walmart is never, ever going to come across, right? Like Alan Wake, Alan Wake is a niche game, right? I mean, we've given it our game of the year, but in the mass market, it's a niche game. Like it's not going to break the top 20, or probably not even anywhere near it this year. The fact that they performed on stage, like did a musical number in front of a hundred million people, potentially, mm. um, you know, a mainstream. That's really cool. Yeah. So anyway, I've got a lot of sympathy for how difficult it is to put on one of those events and try and get it to work. Because the bottom line is, if they did just awards, no one would watch it. So uh, I don't understand. I don't understand why why the backlash has started this year. It's like, well, like you say, Andy, everyone's coming to make making the same point, but for some reason this year everyone's just kind of well, you know why really going heavier. Well, because yeah, they're um, now the only game in town. E three feels... This is now the premier event in the games calendar, which comes with obviously responsibility, but it comes with uh, criticism. But the same argument that oh focus on the awards. It's like well, they've, they, it's been the same as every single year. It's like it's, it's never changed. Like it's not it's not going to change. Like I, I I don't necessarily love the format either, but it's what we've got, and it doesn't look like there's a, there's any appetite to change it anytime soon. So I just understand why this year of all years it suddenly exploded and all the takes are coming. It's like well, have you have you never watched it before? I think it's just like, got it's, it's got more of a spotlight on it because E3 has gone. Yeah, you know it's the only game in town. You have to keep in mind that last year was the the first Game Awards um, in person one since the pandemic. I mean, it's you know it feels like a million miles ago away. You know the the us all being locked up and none of this this stuff happening, but it, it wasn't. And even the last year's one, it was um, much reduced scale. Uh, I mean, when I went last year, the place was half empty. And it was like, is this what it's usually like? Like, but this year it was like it was rammed. Like it's like, wow, you could really feel the energy, um, yeah. you know, in the room. And there was like loads of like um like mixers and parties afterwards. And it was like, oh, this is like completely different to what it was like last year. Yeah. Mm. I think the problem is like the, the, the you set a you set a precedent now that's going to be really tricky to kind of undo because it, 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 like you say it's definitely it's impossible to please everyone with these awards and if 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 they're going to have more awards handed out and longer speeches and stuff then you're going to get fewer trailers. Um, so then the people who watch it for the trailers, which let's face it, is most people, um, are they going to complain? Oh well, there's less stuff in it this year than there was last year. It's like yeah, that's because he doesn't want to do a six-hour show where everyone gets an award yeah. and gets and the, a 10-minute and the, speech. And the, uh, you know, the the mantra, the mantra going around that Jeff Keighley somehow hates game developers is bollocks because, you know, you look at the number of, uh, you know, indie developers he had on stage, the number of developers, you know, premiering a totally original games as well. You know, you go and mm. give like, uh, you know, you get Disney or Amazon or someone like that. If they were sold the game awards to them, do you think they've got Hello Games up there? <laughs> you know some of these projects like absolutely not 
Yeah. My favorite, my favorite point was when I forget her name, the the woman who worked on Ghostwire Tokyo, um, and turned up again. And says, "Here's my new game." Um, it's about being in a city with like ghosts in it, <laughs> ghosts and wilds. <laughs> yeah. um, I felt, I felt, I felt for her. She had her um her little girl with her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on and I'm, like her little girl's like it's a, a toddler age, and mm. um, so she's at this like after party, um, and her little girl's like asleep underneath her coat. Um, you know, I think one of her, one, you know, she had someone with her who was like kind of looking after her, but uh, I wanted to go and say hello, but it, it was just like, even like she's trying to like put her in a pram to leave yeah, at the end that's of the a night. Tough and, day, pe- isn't it? and people are still coming up and going like, oh, can I have a photo? And, you know, I was like, that's mate, a tough she's day. with a pissing kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they could knock an hour off it for me, but that's probably because my eyes were staring at my head by the end of it. But you know what? <laughs> We'll see. It's not going anywhere, so let's just see how it goes. Story number two: Hogwarts Legacy it could be the fir- it could be the US's first non-COD or Rockstar game to be the bestseller in fifteen years. Um, the long and short of this story is, for the first time in fifteen years, it might not be Call of Duty or your Red Dead or your Grand Theft Auto that tops the charts. And um, regardless of what you think about Hogwarts Legacy and that bloody woman. Chris, shouldn't this be the wake-up call for Warner Brothers to be like, maybe we shouldn't pump every single uh, penny we have into live service when this single-player-only game has absolutely stormed it? Potentially, but not every single-player game is going to have like a, an IP of that size attached to it. Um, and also, I think it's maybe more of a wake-up call for Activision to pull the finger out and not just assume that it's going to, like Call of Duty name alone is going to, uh, do do the business every year. I, I I would say it depends on how you look at it. You can you can look at it in terms of Hogwarts did well, but you can look at it in terms of Call of Duty's dropping the ball. Um, and especially at a time when Xbox is now taking over, and you got to imagine Big Phil and the likes are saying, "Listen, we need to f- properly deliver again because we didn't spend all this money on a publisher and let's face it, an IP that." Is just starting a downward descent. Like we, we no, it no, comes with a massive caveat that obviously these sales are up till the end of November. Mm. Um, it, we, I mean, when did it come out? It came out the start of November, right? Modern Warfare Three. Modern Warfare. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's already the number two seller of the whole year. It's overtaken Zelda, which mm. is like Nintendo, one of Nintendo's biggest launches ever. Um, so I really think we should be writing off by the time that's you know, four weeks later that modern mm. warfare is still on top yeah because it's it's you know going to be the christmas gift for a lot of people right i mean you can't you can't dismiss stats like that where it's like it's the top seller every year mm. but to your point yeah i mean it's the it's the worst reviewed call of duty ever i think yeah it's um i i do think it deserves to um to to get uh, some sort of like um you know, kind of punishment for that because it's, it's, we, we talked about it in a, in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. That's so blatant that they just like, you know, package the DLC up to keep things yeah. rolling while this acquisition was going on. I'm certain that that won't be the case under Microsoft with the pressure off. No, as, as I mean, you saw when they were posting all their social graphics about like the most engaged COD ever It's the COD that's had the most bullet shot. Like it's, it's the opposite of an <laughs> yeah, accolades yeah. trailer. Yeah. Like, 
You can the, always the, tell the, the thousand you, people that bought it are playing more. Yeah, the, the, you can always when you get the, when you get the Activision printer. They used to do that with Skylanders as well, and you could always kind of tell how well it had done by the, the press releases you'd got and and what they chose to do. Oh, the most single toys sold. Or is that okay? So how many copies did it sell then? Like when when when, they, when they, if, if they don't come out and specifically say we have sold X number of games, then it hasn't gone well, <laughs> or it hasn't gone as well as it has done in the past. Yeah, the. I think the the Hogwarts Legacy thing, it, it, Hogwarts Legacy is one of the only games of the year that has made it into the the eight aside group chat. When I'm being asked if it's something to get for like kids for Christmas and stuff like that, it's that Modern Warfare and EAFC. So it's like made it into. It's obvious. I mean, Harry Potter is like a lot of main, people have been asking me about um, PlayStation brand. Portal recently. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck oh, no, get get one. Uh, uh, of course but that's to my point this yeah. is like the people who don't ask you about games yeah. oh what's that playstation that's put playstation handheld where do you know where i can get it yeah like mums and stuff you can get it on ebay you can get it on jordan Midler's ebay page for 500 pounds i worry about the people who do get that how many people know what they're getting though <laughs> Yeah, that's my concern because <laughs> I don't imagine a lot of the mainstream are asking. Oh, what about that remote play thing that works with the PS Five? I'd imagine some of them must be looking at that and thinking it's a PlayStation Switch. People love remote play. They're always talking about remote play on TikTok. It's 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 the hot trend. Um, just finally to this point about Warner Brothers generally. Yes, they don't like not every IP is Harry Potter, but they also have batman and game of thrones like i feel like they have the fact that only one or two game of thrones games and they're pretty small budget came out during the entire length of that tv show when it was the biggest thing in the world like it's it's wild to me and um the way they're handling dc properties and the gaming space at the minute is just it's ludicrous um you'll definitely get a sequel to hogwarts i wouldn't be surprised if that's practically most of the way done they built the castle and stuff so there's no reason why they wouldn't just kind of get that out but um yeah it's uh it's, it's it's an odd one um do you think chris we get a call of duty next year yeah we need, we need to. I, I, I mean the, the things all already leaked isn't it yeah there, there must be one oh yeah the golf war one sorry are, yeah. we, are we getting one after that are they ever are they going to take a break are is phil no. going to go is phil going to come out and go but the thing is, this you. year was supposed to be the break. So the fact that they've pumped the DLC out uh, as a package, I mean, it doesn't have any bearing on Treyarch. If yeah. Treyarch have spent X years working on their game, so hopefully next year we might ha- get a half decent one. Yeah. Um, but it is diminishing returns, isn't it? Like I know, like we've probably been saying this for ten years, but that's like it really is now. Oh, like, it's dire. I, when it's, are, the, it's when are they just going to stop bothering with a campaign? I suppose they'll stop bothering with a campaign when people stop buying it. Um, every single year, um, yeah. I'm answering my own question, but it is, yeah, it's a bit depressing, isn't it? It's Danny, especially Danny, especially yeah. when it's going with it now, looking like it's going to be going on Game Pass every year. Like that's a, another chunk of kind of um, sales numbers and profits. Like it goes, you can got to imagine there's going to be more, even more microtransactions and season passes and stuff. Some some sort of way to kind of re- recoup that money that's. That's going to be lost through games pass after game pass. So, I'd, 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 I'd be curious to see what the what the picture is in five or six years' time. Me too. Story number three: PDP are teasing new guitar controllers amidst Fortnite's rock band like mode. Um, they put up a tweet, peripheral maker PDP, um, suggesting that in January new guitar controllers are going to come 
out. Um, they previously produced guitar controllers for Rock Band 4. They were extremely, extremely limited. Um, as someone who was a Rock Band 4 head, um, I have first-hand experience with how much the community hated uh, PDP. So this seemed like uh, a lot of people being like, oh yeah, it's been it's been ages since I've, I've had a guitar controller and a guitar game to play. And this, this Rock Band mode in Fortnite is interesting. But Andy, if, if, if they bring these back, is anyone going to bother with plastic tat? I don't care. <laughs> if, any, if anyone wants to buy, if anyone wants to buy some, I've got quite a few in my loft, <laughs> mate. And see if they're in good nick, they're worth a lot. Of I'm not money. even. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. They've been used about twice. I've got them in my loft. I've probably got about three. Well, let's let's have a conversation off here because I'm, I'm 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 always in the I'm always in the uh, the market for replacement because I have I got the full Rock Band Four set when it came out on PlayStation Four and it was always it was the the banging New Year thing to do get Rock Band out everyone's up for it because it's essentially karaoke and then if you played if you were into the instruments you could play that however steaming people dropping guitars dropping these plastic guitars that were brittle um to start with it was just it it, it was a no go um Chris. And we were talking about this last night um, on the way to the Celtic game, but it's not a guitar controller we need. It's a new DJ controller, am I right? Yeah, I believe it. We need another uh, set of turntables, um, another 90-strong uh, list of brilliant mashup songs to, to remix. Um, yeah, DJ Hero 3 would be great, but I don't see that coming anytime soon. Um <laughs> I'm up for the guitar thing. I'm, I'm, I'm. Guitar Hero in Rock Band used to be my thing. That was my obsession. Um, and then I severed a nerve in my finger, and I haven't played it since. Well, I can, I can I play the piano again? That kind of situation. So I'm, I'm kind of worried when these come back. So I'm going to have to try and try and play it again. Um, but it, it, I don't agree that we need a full band set, like because the Andy might agree with me here. Like I, I, the the full band experience in rock band was ruined for me when we used to work at Future, an official Xbox magazine would get the drums out every lunchtime in Ben at OXM, <laughs> which is batter the drums constantly when the first rock band came out, and that was soul destroying. So like I could do without that, just the guitar. Um, I still need. Tap. I still. Oh, the amount of tap we had around the office in those days, I was, I was going to say, it's a really annoying era. Like my memories of that era is just bloody controllers everywhere, like bits of guitar broke, and drums. Nearly and... broke my ankle on that Tony Hawk skateboard controller. He <laughs> 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 just had to stand on the skateboard and the right. It's like this is just like real life. Um, but yeah, it's like I've, I've not played. I've not played that Fortnite um, rock band ripoff yet. But by all accounts, it's decent. Yeah. Hard to call that rip off when it's literally why they bought harmonics. Like <laughs> put them down the mines to, yeah, to do that. It's just right. it's funny that Fortnite has went for this like we battle royale game that like pivoted to copy PUBG and now it's like Peter Griffin singing Olivia Rodrigo in the middle of this rock band mode when you then you can pop over for a game of Lego Minecraft and Fortnite. It's um it's a they they made the real metaverse. But um yeah, if these guitar controllers are nice and they're not one billion pounds i would maybe get one but not for a rock band or um anything like that just keep clone hero a week ago that's all i'll say keep clone hero a week ago clone hero is perfectly legal the things you need to do to make it work perhaps not but who would know about that we're going to take a very quick break when we come back we have some chat about blades exclusivity and the one and only bobby Cote. see you in a minute Hi. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are back. This is a bit of a quirky one. Um, and it may be much ado about nothing, but I do love winding people up. Is Blade exclusive? Um, both Bethesda and Disney have been hesitant to comment on it. Um, uh, notably, before the, the the Blade trailer at the Game Awards, um, there was no uh, Xbox exclusive or Game Pass exclusive or Game Pass branding on it. And for some reason, everyone's being very hush, hush. Chris, a great conspiracy or nothing? Um, I think it will be an exclusive and I think to what pure, the PlayStation pure, 5 pure guesswork I think they're just building hype for it so that people start thinking mm, and then during one of their next big showcases they'll go nah it's exclusive mate um, <laughs> game pass day one and then everyone will go mm, and go and buy an Xbox now uh, maybe I don't I don't know this would have been the, the, a nice a good time to kind of say only on Xbox but um, who knows who, who knows how Xbox works these days I see the argument going about that, like, well, it's, it's Arcane Austin, so it's Arcane Leon, so everyone knows that means Xbox. It's like, you ask a million people on the street, about one of them will go, oh yeah, Arcane Leon, the, the Dishonored people that are under Bethesda, we know that means Xbox exclusive. I feel like this is setting them up for PlayStation fans to get um, unnecessarily hopeful, and then for them to come out and be like, no, no, no. Andy, why are they not just saying this is an Xbox? It's just this is this is all uh, mischief. Yeah, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure someone will. Did when they announced Indiana Jones, did they confirm it was Xbox exclusive immediately? Did they? I know, the but that was that was pre Garfield. Um, I'm sure there's another one as well that I'm missing. Um, look, if anyone's ever been involved in any of these deals, right? You know, Marvel dealing with someone on the scale of Marvel Disney. It's a lawyer, like a legal nightmare. Mm. There will be all sorts of like uh, legal hoops uh, uh, which are restricting them from, you know, saying certain things. And I, I, I imagine. I mean, Xbox didn't even put the blog post up until like a week later, <laughs> like about it. Like, I, they can't say a thing about this game without it going through fifty Disney lawyers. Um, you know, like it's just it, it making mischief. I mean, you look at their strategy as well. Uh, assuming it's like a single player game, it's you know it, it doesn't kind of fit their mold for what they stick on multi platform. It's going to be Xbox and PC. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah. I mean, it, it maybe it looks odd that they're not saying anything, but 
you're not when you you've ever dealt with a you know a, a Disney or a Marvel. It isn't. It feels like it's far too early. Like that 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 kind of trailer was such a tease. It's like that that's a oh, that's a, games are way away. Um, it's not like it's going to come out in three months time. And like, yeah, I think they've been working. Is... According to LinkedIn, they've been working on it for at least two years. Yeah. Which so you've got to imagine like maybe twenty twenty five ish. Oh, yeah. um, the earliest, yeah. Yeah, so so you're going to you're going to get like at a showcase in the summer or even later than that. Then you'll get to see the game, and then they'll start giving it the oh ex- exclusive and game pass and all this kind of stuff. That's when that just now they're just putting the feelers out there so people know that Microsoft and Xbox are still making games. Um, yeah, and then they'll give us the details later. And considering they've just uh, been through a lengthy court battle, the crux of which a lot of the time was exclusivity, it's probably not the the worst time for them to just be no comment about it. Um, yeah, if, if, I mean, I saw people bringing up like, oh, well, uh, Spider-Man's only exclusive to PlayStation because of the relationship with Sony. And it's like, well, Wolverine's exclusive to PlayStation 2. And it's just, I imagine it will be Xbox. And, and in Indiana Jones as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Like it's it's gonna be Xbox exclusive. I I yeah. think maybe the only franchise that Disney wouldn't make console exclusive would be Star Wars potentially because that's so massive. But um, I don't know that that non-existent Knights of the Old Republic remake was going to be PS Five exclusive. I think you're forgetting Star Wars Connect. Oh, I I am <laughs> I am I'm riding solo Han Solo Han Solo. Mind when that was what Star Wars was when before the before the the new films it was like oh yeah mind those good films for the 70s and 80s and that absolute dross for the early 2000s in some ways i look i look back positively at those days (laughs) and now all star wars is just that dross from the early 2000s bring back bring back jar jar binks all is forgiven the last jedi is uh the second best star wars film as we can all agree final story uh this is one for andy robinson Bobby Kotick's post-Activision career could involve Premier League football. He's been linked to um, a minnow team called West Ham United. Um, The publisher's long-standing boss agreed to remain CEO of Activision following uh, through the end of 2023, following the $69 billion acquisition. Um, he's, He's in line to make a lot of money. And according to news reporter Sean Whetstone, Kotick might be interested in investing a small stake in West Ham United, um, Andy, did this send shivers down your spine? It's like, uh, it's like they're just all coming together of all of my like, uh, worst nightmares, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's probably not massively relevant to the people who listen to, to this show. Um, we didn't it's, stop it's like, us talking about Celtic all the time. I know. I, I, I wouldn't worry about relevance to our audience. <laughs> just, 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 just um, I mean, Kotick's clearly out the door um, next month. I think he is a lot of clever wording that he's agreed to, to remain a CEO through 2023. So it's kind of like half saying he won't be there next year. Yeah. And you kind of expect like people sell companies to make man- loads of money, not to like work for Phil Spencer. Um, you know, so um, he's going to, you know he's going to have need stuff to do. Um, you know the, uh, the Premier League is um, like increasingly becoming dominated by American investors. 
it's it kind of makes sense for someone like him to go and get a, a stake in something. I mean, it's only thank Christ a ten percent stake, so I'm not going to have to pay microtransactions for every corner and go. I see. <laughs> so McTavish um, playing up front. During, yeah. Um. So let's see. You know, watch this space. Yeah, I I've, I think it's funny when these American investors come in. It's like Tom Brady has a like not one percent uh, share in Birmingham City, and they're they're acting as if he's Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney. Like it's just stay away from our beautiful game, unless unless like a a billionaire, unless Bill Gates wants to buy Celtic. I'd be up for that. If he, if I'll he take wants it. To, yeah, you you know the Celtic thing's gone too far. If you see Tony Hawk up in the stand, up up in the box, and you'll know that you'll know that they. I mean. They, if he's, he does a cool track off of it, then I'd be up for it. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that is the most VGC story there could possibly be. Um, uh, it's a bit of a shorter show this week. We've got stuff to be doing, including uh, the Pokemon DLC, which came out today. I've played a bit of it. It's very hard. Um, according to uh, a friend of the site and uh, Pokemon font of knowledge, uh, Joe Merrick from uh, Cerebi, the in order to. Uh, unlock the entire pool of pokemon you need uh i think he said there was twelve thousand battle points and you get battle points from doing these wee side quests these side quests each give you about 10 battle points so guess what i'll be doing for the rest of my natural life um mining so, mining battle points mining mother effing battle points apparently you get a times two bonus to battle points if you play with a friend so i'm about that away from setting up so a partner's switch and putting them together <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there with two switch controllers going like that um as andy mentioned earlier vgc's game of the year has been announced it is alan wake 2 i think that was a banger choice not only because i was the one who uh, argued for it but i think it's a uh, it's it's exactly the kind of game that i think should be rewarded in terms of it was a pun on a sequel to a cult classic from 10 years ago that no one really remembered and it's uh if uh, to me it felt a bit like giving remedy credit for not just alan wake but control and everything um they've been up to and they were used to ab- absolutely yeah uh, absolutely nothing to do with the fact that i ended up in a hotel room uh, last week at one in the morning <laughs> uh, which i believe was sam lake's hotel room with all of the alan wakes trying not to fall asleep in the corner and get buckarooed when i woke up and saw that message on slack and my partner turned to me and she was like what is wrong why do you look why is that look why are you face? crying <laughs> why are you crying Jordan? why have you woken up so angry it's like, don't worry about it mate do not worry stop hitting it. yourself jordan <laughs> uh fellow person excluded from la chris um think that was a, a, a decent shout you've not you've been writing 10 books so you've not had a, a chance to jump in you'll get to it around the heat death of the universe once you've played it's, zelda it's on it's on my three week christmas backlog along with zelda and mario oh and yeah you spider-man right. oh my god <laughs> yeah for just basically anything nominated for game of the year at the game if, if, if i've got a wee half hour after that i'll stick Baldur's gate on yeah. um yeah no by all accounts i, mean, I love the first island week so like it, it, of of my backlog it's, it's kind of near the top of the list so um i i've I, I put full trust in your as as the as the person on VGC who's played every game this year. I, I put full trust in your decision that that's the one. Um, so yeah, I was happy to go along with that because my my choice of uh, what, what have I reviewed this year? Forza. Forza. <laughs> Forza's Di- not going to win it. Some Disney carton pish. No, like a two K drive and mm-hmm. AEW weren't going to win it. Um, so yeah, I, I'll I'll go along with that. 
What? Although I expect, expect to see tweets on January when I finally get around to playing it and go, wait a minute, it's a shite. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 why uh, are they all dancing? <laughs> why, why is it so Finnish? I revoke my vote for yeah. the game of the year. I've um, got a lot of time for all the people who are definitely picking up that game after seeing the uh, the dance, put the song performance. <laughs> wow, this, this, this looks like a nice light, entertaining <laughs> jaunt. And then they go. You turn, and... you turn it. You turn it on, and there's like a twenty stone man with his knob out. <laughs> and then every time they die, they see like an image of what essentially might as well be a real life dead body with like the yeah. head caved in. Like it's, it's brilliant. What a game! What a horrible, horrible great game! I, I, I wish I could be there to see people who <laughs> bought it based on that to play that opening mission. Yeah. They get traumatized for four hours and then they get to the musical bit and they're like, oh, is, it, is this yeah. it now? Okay, <laughs> great, great, good stuff. Um, what a banger of a game. Next week, against all the odds, we will be in person for the first ever VGC podcast where we can physically batter each other. Um, looking forward to that greatly. I told someone that we were doing that and they were like, what, in front of an audience? I was like, yeah, we've sold out the O2. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to bring my mum. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward uh, to that it'll be a, a shenanigan packed show I, I, I will obviously be dressed as a baby Jesus just to keep yes. the theme going it has to be um, done uh, I will be uh, Superman or the ho- holiday armadillo we friends reference there for the kids it's uh, good RIP. for the old, for the middle aged people yeah, yeah. RIP Chanandler Bong um, check God out YouTube them. Twitter VGC underscore news uh, check out our TikTok as well if you uh, want a little gaming t-shirt, you can go to gambitgaming.co.uk, use the code VGC for 10% off. Today's uh, today's t- decoration is uh, this Elden Ring-inspired Elden Ring. Um, speaking of Elden... <laughs> the Elden Ring-inspired Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of Elden Ring... Heavily uh, inspired. <laughs> Chris, identify your hoodie. Um, I believe I've worn it before. It's Jet Set Radio. Okay. Um, from I believe insert coins uh, from a sale. Oh yeah. Oh yes, because we, <laughs> we we previously spoke yeah. about how uh, every one of their t-shirts costs a mortgage. Uh, and yeah. uh, as you as you as you got a gaming t-shirt on, is it just general Japan nonsense? I wear bloody gaming t-shirts. You always wear gaming t-shirts. Sitting in a room full of gaming shit. it would be a bit much though, wouldn't it? But this no. is my gaming. This is my gaming shit room. There's no other gaming <laughs> shit anywhere else. It's just all in here. Yeah. yeah. Nah, Andy's was constantly wearing a Stone Island. He sits with a badge in during every single recording. You know, if like if you're if you're a painter and painter and decorator, you don't like, you know, go to the pub and like, you know, talk about paint. paint. Yeah. <laughs> wear, wear a t-shirt with a tiny Dulux logo in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very much like this is my mind like you know, like in and coming back to Alan Wake 2, this is like my mind place in yeah. here. This is where I come to in my gaming shit place. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's dual approaches, isn't it? When I'm off, I'm off. Yeah. Like, I like to not think about video games um, people... other than my 10 hours a day um, working on video games. <laughs> people wouldn't believe this because yeah. of the state of me, but the rest of my house is pretty much video game, like, devoid as well. It's just because, I mean two dogs and a stupid cat running about so i don't but, like to have um, anything out there but yeah i'm the same too, but but not by choice <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got my room and then that that's what i'm allowed so yeah agreed uh, right i'm a way to do more of this pokemon dlc before i, I naturally expire join us next week for another episode of vgc a video game podcast thanks so much to grant kirk hope 
proper use of the VGC podcast theme. Whereas Grant this week, it's impossible to tell. He's just he's he's floating about every time I open Twitter. Top, top of my my for you page is Grant Kirkhope in an airport on his way to some award show or some signing um or another. Um, we need to get him to do a sequel to the VGC podcast theme in the style of uh, we sing, and we'll get Chris to do a wee dance to it. Would you be up for that, Chris? Yes, once I figure out what that is, haven't yeah. played the game. What, yes. what they need to do is give him the bloody new Perfect Dark game. That, mm. I mean, yes, if they don't, uh, that, it's just it's just going to sound like every other game. No. It's going to be gonna, like it's going to it's going to. I can confirm it is going to sound generic as fuck. <laughs> like, just, like confirmed you know that's going to be on one of those one of those xbox twitters with an ai profile picture they're going to post that with like green mm. dots as uh as bullet points being like confirmed by vgc um generic then, as fuck and then i'll get um a picture of my front door sent to me by one of them <laughs> join us next week <laughs> until then you can follow me on twitter at jordan medler chris at skelly 1888 andy at andy underscore vgc Say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Come on to Celtic, and we'll see you next week. VGC, a video games podcast, is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 